Welcome to the Healthy Tips Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Today we're talking about how a healthy liver is vital for life. Hello, everyone. This is such an important topic, so I'm glad that we could do it full justice by a podcast. A totally malfunctioning liver can lead to death, so this is very serious. At only four pounds, it's the body's largest solid organ, and yet we often don't think of it at all. And most of the time in our Western diet, we mistreat it. Yes, we do. Now, we've already covered in earlier podcasts about how important it is to detox and cleanse the liver a couple times a year. Usually people do that in the spring and in the fall. But what does the liver actually do for us? Well, the first thing that it does is produce bile to help digest the food. And this is a chemical product in a liquid form that is used to help break down fat And it does several other jobs for the body while it goes into the small intestines. The liver also eliminates wastes and it detoxifies poisons that get into our system in various ways. It also produces and stores glycogen, which is energy for our muscles and our brain. Now, the liver digests worn out red cells and even some bacteria. And this is through its filtering process as the blood goes through the liver. It also aids in metabolism of protein and carbohydrates and also many of the minerals that we use. And it manufactures heparin, which is an anticoagulant. And this is very important with heart health. And you can see from this list that we've gone through that the liver does many functions for the body that we absolutely could not live without. But here's some ways that you can overwork your liver or mistreat your liver, and especially in Western societies. The first would be so many of the pollutants that the body takes on, and then we force the liver to deal with them. So things like auto exhaust and smog. Now, these are things that we as a collective society produce. But individuals can go even further because if you smoke cigarettes, you're putting a huge burden on your liver. There are also things that we breathe in and things that we eat. These are things like insecticides and herbicides, also contaminated water, the chlorine that we drink in our daily water if we drink tap water. And of course, the chlorine is so beneficial to cut down bacteria levels and even help cut down some of the virus levels coming from the water treatment plant. But unfortunately, sometimes the cure is worse than the bite. So it's important to try to take the chlorine out before we finally consume the water. I think most people agree with that today, which is why so many people buy bottled water. Another thing that we do is we take drugs, whether they're over-the-counter drugs, prescription drugs, or even recreational drugs. And all of these things burden the liver. So the liver has to work harder to process these out of the bloodstream. So the more you put in, the harder the liver has to work. And even during times when you need to have those antibiotics because of your other illnesses, 
the liver is still working overtime and it gets tired. Other things that we also ingest are things like artificial flavorings, preservatives, refined sugars and flours. All of these things are found in a lot of the refined foods that are packaged and sold in the grocery stores today. Now, unfortunately, some of the water supplies, especially some of the well water supplies, contain heavy inorganic solids, maybe metals, maybe other chemicals. These can get into the bloodstream and then get also into the liver through the digestive system. The liver has a harder time just trying to eliminate these and to try to move them out of your body. And one of the really sad things is that once these things do begin to accumulate in the liver because it is so overburdened, the blood begins to get backed up also with the sludge from the accumulation of things that are no longer being properly removed by the liver. This puts a big burden on the liver. All of the contaminants that continue to flow through the bloodstream. And this is why we need to do that cleanse twice a year. Also, another thing is the fat that accumulates around the liver as a result of all this sludge and overburdening. So the liver is really overtaxed to do its job. We want to talk about some of the things we can do to address this problem. Now, we need to take just a quick sec to thank a sponsor. And when we come back, we're actually going to talk about some foods that can help cleanse the liver. So we'll be back in a sec. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. Now, first on the list of foods that you can eat that will actually help your liver are apples. Apples are high in pectin, and it helps the body release toxins from the digestive tract, and that helps the liver handle toxic load. And boy, did I grow up with an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Turns out to be true. <laughs> and of course, I really loved apples, so I thought that was a great thing. Also, carrots. We're going to talk about carrots in a second. Boy, carrots to give you better eyesight. I used to get a big old fat <laughs> carrot and walk down to the corner and see how far I could see. Of course, I was only seven or eight years old, and I thought that that worked instantly. My mom enjoyed that I liked the carrots so much. <laughs> I bet she did. Now, as we go down this list, I'm sure you'll recognize many of these foods as foods that grown-ups tried to push on you. We'll see how many you indulged in. Avocados. This is one that helps the body produce glutathione. Glutathione is a compound that's actually needed by the body, especially the liver, to cleanse harmful toxins. Well, that wasn't one of my favorites when I was growing up. But then again, we didn't eat a lot of tacos and things in those days. And not being close to the California markets, we didn't have them here easily obtained. So Yeah, we're in Michigan, and I don't recall eating those a lot when <laughs> I was a child either. <laughs> Now, alternative grains are a really great thing, and they're getting so much traction in today's culture. And that contains no gluten, another wonderful thing. And by having no gluten, that helps to give the liver a rest. So these are things like quinoa, millet, and buckwheat. 
and this helps to replace the wheat and other grains, which do interfere with the liver's enzyme-producing functions. So try to make some bread from some of those other grains, and we have had some podcasts to show you exactly how to do that. (laughs) That's right, and many people actually stir-fry them into other dishes or use them all kinds of creative ways, so those are really good for you. Another really wonderful thing for you, and I hated these when I was a child, but I do partake in them now and enjoy them. I've found better ways to treat them, and that is beets. Beets are high in flavonoids and beta-carotene, and these things do help cleanse the body of toxins. And a great way to use beets is in a smoothie, in a vegetable smoothie. So everyone talks about the green vegetable smoothies, but if you use beets, It'll actually be a purple vegetable smoothie, (laughs) and the beets actually end up adding natural sugars to your smoothie. It makes it taste better, too. It's an amazing way to use your beets. I agree. Cabbage is also good, and it's high in flavonoids and high in beta-carotene, and again, that helps the liver quite a bit. And then, of course, another one is carrots, which are also, as you mentioned, Bill, one of your favorites. There's my carrots. (laughs) Kids usually like them because they do have a lot of natural sugar. They also are a great source of flavonoids and beta-carotene. Now, cruciferous vegetables, if you've heard some of our other podcasts, you'll remember we talked about cruciferous vegetables. And those are things like cauliflower, cabbage, broccoli, garden cress, bok choy, Brussels sprouts, horseradish, collard greens, rutabagas, kale, arugula, watercress, radish, daikon, radish wasabi, maca, and this increases the glucosinolate in your system, and that beefs up the liver's enzyme productions by quite a bit. This also helps to flush out carcinogens and toxins, and that lowers your risk of cancer. Another really great vegetable that we eat a lot of is garlic. I take garlic oil every day. Garlic activates liver enzymes and it helps flush out toxins. It contains allicin and selenium, and that aids in cleansing the liver. Grapefruit is another. It helps boost detoxification enzymes. It helps the liver to flush out carcinogens and other toxins. Now, of course, grapefruit also contains vitamin C and antioxidants, and that also helps liver function. It's a great little fruit. And with a little brown sugar on it, it can go a long, long ways. Our grandchildren love it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, another thing that we drink, and we drink this pretty much all day long at our house, and that is green tea. Green tea is full of catechins, and this is a plant antioxidant that assists the liver function. Also, green leafy vegetables, and you can eat these raw, you can juice them, or you can cook them. They're very high in chlorophylls that take up toxins from the bloodstream, and they also neutralize heavy metals and pesticides. Now, some of the green vegetables are called bitter green vegetables, and that would be your dandelion greens, your arugula, your spinach, chicory. They all help to increase the flow of bile, and that helps remove more and more waste from the bloodstream and your body's organs. They sure do. Another thing that people like to do, and as a cleansing agent many people are aware of, is lemons and limes. Some people like to drink just water with lemon juice in it. It's very high in vitamin C. It helps break down toxins for removal. 
and they also help to stimulate the other actions of the liver. So lemons and limes are wonderful. And if you don't put too much sugar in there, lemonade is a great treat in the summertime. You can also try making it with stevia, which is a great thing to do, and it tastes wonderful. Olive oil, especially cold-pressed organic olive oil, provides a base to help suck up harmful toxins so that the liver is not overburdened itself. So this can do part of the job that the liver normally does just by being in the stomach and the small intestines. And then they get processed out either in the stool or through the kidneys. So it gives the liver a little break. And also hemp and flaxseed oils do pretty much the same thing if you like those or if you prefer those kind of oils. They suck up the toxins as well exactly. in your small intestine. The other cleansing vegetables are artichoke, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, and kale. We use kale all the time in our green smoothies, which again are kind of purple because of the beets that we put in there. And these are raw beets too, by the way. I don't want to give the impression that we're using canned beets or cooked beets. These are plain raw beets, and we have both a juicer and a blender on the top of the counter that will turn these into wonderful smoothies. Another thing that is really, really popular today and another powerful agent that assists the liver with enzymes is turmeric. And this is a really, really powerful herb to flush out dietary carcinogens. And you can get that in your spices aisle at the supermarket. Walnuts are great. They contain large amounts of arginine, an amino acid, and that helps detoxify ammonia so that the liver doesn't have to do that job. Walnuts are also high in glutathione and omega-3 fatty acids, and that also helps to stimulate and increase the cleansing action of the liver. Plus, they taste really good. <laughs> I was just going to say, they're delicious. <laughs> And you can use them in salads or you can use them in breads and other things that you might like to. Cookies. All <laughs> kinds of things, different ways that people like to cook them. They are really wonderful. Just a handful of them is quite tasty as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Now we need to take another quick break to thank a sponsor. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about some top herbs for assisting the liver. So we'll be back in a sec. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back again. Now we want to talk about some of the herbs that assist the liver in cleansing. I think top on the list, and this is the one that Bill and I take every single day, and this is milk thistle. Milk thistle contains antioxidant flavonoids that protect from free radicals and toxins. And in clinical trials, it's been shown to reverse even hepatitis and cirrhosis of the liver. It causes regeneration after poisoning, and specifically there have been studies done on it to help alleviate poisoning from things like poison mushrooms. Interesting. I didn't know milk thistle could do all of that. It's really very powerful. Burdock root is another, and that stimulates bile flow. 
The bile is such an important chemical liquid that helps in so many different ways of digestion. If bile flow becomes sluggish, then your digestive system is not functioning properly. Another really great thing, and many of us think of this in the spring, is dandelion root. Dandelion stimulates the bile flow as well, and it especially helps with the bile flow between the gallbladder and the liver. Yes. Artichoke leaves are great. They have regenerative properties. They help with the bile production and flow as well. They can help prevent gallstones and curb jaundice. So all of them, very important aspects. And I really never knew that about artichoke leaves. I love artichoke, but didn't know it had these properties. Another thing, and we've mentioned this earlier, is organic turmeric. This dramatically reduces inflammation in the liver. Another one is boco tutu bark. This has oxidants to protect and cleanse the liver cell damage. Chanka piedra, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. It helps soothe the liver, it combats jaundice, and it helps prevent gallstone development. So very similar to the artichoke leaves. And another one's called greater salandine. And this cleanses and improves liver function. It also helps eliminate foreign particles from the liver. It stimulates pancreatic enzyme production and also bile production and helps relieve gallbladder spasms as well. And that'll cut your pain back a lot. Yes. <laughs> if you have a gallbladder problem, you'll know yes, how that is. <laughs> that's extremely painful. I've heard so many people complain about that. Well, I love this next one, peppermint. Of course, I love spearmint, too. <laughs> but I love peppermint in candy canes. <laughs> so I don't eat it very much. And we certainly are cutting back on the sugar. So peppermint alone, perhaps in tea or perhaps maybe even in your green smoothies. It helps stimulate bile flow. It relaxes the bile ducts. It inhibits stone formations in your kidneys and in your gallbladder. And it calms your stomach. Many people have used peppermint over the years when they've had kind of an upset stomach. Peppermint helps break down fats, and it reduces your LDL cholesterol. Now, I knew that peppermint was good for your stomach. Some of these other functions I had no idea about. And this is something that I learned as we were researching this topic. So peppermint is really valuable. I can see that. And the last herb on our list is organic yellow duck root. This is a blood purifier that cleanses toxins from the body. It stimulates bioflow. It breaks down fat, and it helps flush toxins from the liver. It also reduces irritation in the liver. So the bottom line or the takeaway from today's podcast is that the health of your entire body is determined by the condition of your liver. If you keep it healthy, it will keep you healthy. Absolutely. We also want you to see earlier podcasts that we've done on detoxing and cleansing those should be also very helpful in addition to this one. It also helps care for your liver, and it gives your liver a break. And that will give you many, many years of healthy living and ease in digestion. We hope so. <laughs> Before we leave, we want to say to the audience that we're not healthcare providers, and nothing we say here should be misconstrued as medical advice. It's not meant to treat, diagnose, or prescribe anything. 
Everything that we share here is our opinions based on our personal research and our experimentation. So that's our show for today. Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Healthy Tips Podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Healthy Tips Podcast. There you'll also find all the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, the Happy Kids Podcast, and the Happiness Experience Podcast. And also, of course, today's podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcast and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us some feedback and also let us know if you have an interest in a specific health topic. You can also like and message us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kieran Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. 